Yeah, 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 yeah. We are in studio, baby. It is Monday night, June 6th. You know what time it is. It is time for three drink minimum. What is going down, fellas? What is happening? I am your host, JC, and I am flanked with my homie in crime, Tom Grassi. What's up, baby? What's How are going you? going on? How you been, man? Oh, doing fantastic. You doing good? Another Monday night. What, uh, what happened this weekend for you? Uh, what happened this weekend? Did a bunch of random shit. Went to the city a bit. It was good. Where were you it in the city? Nice. I was in the city all weekend. Where were you? I got, I got ice cream. That's essentially what I did in the city. Right. That yep. sounds. That sounds like that married life. I'm yeah, pretty. Tell, that, that's tell, pretty much what that was. Tell the yeah. people, bro. Don't do it. it it's was, not a good uh, look. It's I, not a good idea. Not everyone can survive it. No, it's a, it's it's a, a dangerous, <laughs> dangerous beast. It's a terrible decision, is what it is. <laughs> but that no, that sounds exciting. Uh, to his left is my token white trash. Correspondent Chris Vaccarelli, what's up, baby? What's going on? How are you, brother? I'm great. We uh, listen, man. We've still reeling over a couple weeks ago at from the Taj. Yeah, that shit was great, man. Un- unbelievable show. Yeah. Uh, packed crowd. Mm-hmm. I think we, you know, apparently you're not supposed to say you killed. I see, I see that on online a lot. You know, comics say don't say that you killed. We fucking killed. Yes. <clears throat> Why not? Yeah. I got, I, got, I got a lot of feedback on that. Yeah, that was a great show, man. I had a good time, dude. Yeah. And of course, you paid for the whole, you paid for basically everything, hotel, and I lost several hundred dollars gambling. <laughs> I won uh, sixty bucks. I was happy. I was hating on you. Oof. I was. Yeah, what, didn't you say you had to come home with a thousand dollars for rent? What happened, dude? With that? I don't know. I'm couch surfing. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I, I walked out on the boardwalk. He was giving hand jobs. <laughs> oh, it was bad. I was in tears. It's like one more roulette. One more roulette. Listen, I needed uh, I needed seven hundred. I didn't really need a G. I needed seven hundred dollars to pay rent and you know just pay some regular bills. Have a, like a little food uh, budget. I lost three hundred dollars. I'm robbing niggas after the show. That's it. That's that's really what it is. We have some rich motherfuckers on this show today, and I think you know they're robbable. Maybe. That's great. We had a posse go down too. We, what, oh, true. We had a nice little care about you. I met Chris's girl. Bad as fuck, bro. So I heard. That's Chris, what, I what heard. the fuck? Is it just that because you, you eat pussy or what? Listen, not just black guys got big cocks, man. <laughs> Get the fuck, dude. Come on with that little. What do you call it? A thimble? Get up. We don't. We don't buy it. We don't buy it. It's a confidence. Look at that confidence radiating off of. The him. confidence is there, yo. She was. She and I can't. You know, I'm gonna report the truth. She was bad. Bodies, fucking thickums. You know what was she? Was she Dominican or? Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. Dominicans settle a lot. I mean, it is, you know, it is what it is. We do, we do what we have to do to survive, and uh, and that's what she is doing. Okay. Who, who, who was that guy you were with down there? Get the. Oh yeah, go ahead. Who was it? <laughs> who was it? Who who was that? I was fucking guys down there. Exactly, yo. You don't got no tags or nothing. You're not on your game today, Chris. Don't start, man. Don't start. I'm, listen, we're doing a lot of judging today. All right? You know the nature of the show. Uh, this is a comics watching comics episode. We got Kevin Goatee and the boys on, and he's going to be doing a little stand-up for us, and we're judging. So, you know. That's good. Yeah, point that shit towards him. I don't yeah. like Yeah, I don't like that negative energy. And neither uh, does Jeffrey Gurian. Who is on the show? Give it up for him. Jeff is in there. What's up, up, Jeff? What's up, JC? How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. What a night last night, huh? Crazy night. It's so fun that we've been able to do a few shows together lately. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff, you're fucking knocking them out of the park, too, dude. You're killing. 
I'm doing my best, man. It's a big week for me. I got, you know, Gotham Comedy Live coming up on Thursday. Jeffrey Gurian is doing Gotham Comedy Live. This th Access TV? Access TV with John Lovitz, Thursday, 10 o'clock. Yeah, and listen, Access TV is a real channel. I go down to Jersey, and, my, like, my, my family watches Access TV. They say, hey, are you on, you know, are you on the, the, doing the comedy? Thursday yet? night, huh? We should go down. Yeah, they say oh, like I'm definitely about, going about 30 down. million people see the show. They ha it's like a big an audience. It's, it's like a channel with people watching and you know i haven't made it to my family's eyes yet because i'm not on the show uh jeff but maybe i can get some audience time because i'm <laughs> meanwhile I'm, i hope my back recovers in time for thursday you got to be into fucking yoga to do this show what are you what are, <laughs> i got i got the mic behind me we got to twist around in order to talk we're about. working on you know what it is i book i like to book several people i really should only be booking one or two people um but the studio is gracious enough to put up with some of my more ambitious ideas jeff you are actually now a member of this whole comics watching comics thing is that right? Uh, yeah, I I am. Uh, there's a. I actually have a title. I have to ask Kevin. I don't remember what that title is. I'm <laughs> supposed to be like the ultimate warrior master or something. Panelist. Master panelist. The master yeah. panelist. I'm some kind of a judge. You've been in the game for 40, if you, you've been in the game for 40 years, Jeff, or should I not say? I can't even say that. It's too sick, man. I can't even deal with that. Let's, let's call it 30 plus. Let's say 30 plus. <laughs> legit. Because it's too sick. If anyone knows comedy and anyone can judge and, and say, listen, this guy's funny, this you know, guy's not funny, is you. I would say you've seen it all. No, but it's so weird because I'm so anti-judgment. I hate fucking critics. Okay. And I was going to say this before he performed because I don't think it's anybody's right to criticize, like, I write a column and I cover the comedy scene, right? Okay. You know, and his whole show, his whole show is about, you know, comics watching comics. I'm right. Like, is it comics judging comics, you know? Um, Jeff, you're on the show, though. You, you're, you're... No, I know, and I'm going to do what I have to do, but it goes against my nature, and you have to do that shit. But you know why? I respect everybody that goes on stage. Some right. people are shit. I get right. it. Right. I don't write that, though. I cover the comedy scene, right? Right, right. You'll, you'll notice in my column, I never write anything bad because I don't want to put negative energy out to the universe. So no. if I watch somebody and they don't do well, I don't write about them. No. I, I don't include that show. If it's, the show sucks, right. I try not to do that because I know people are trying their best, and it's really hard to do comedy. I, I noticed so, I was never in your column. Me? <laughs> he doesn't cover open mics, Chris. That's the problem. Go, go ahead and... Uh... But, you know, but, but, it, but it was weird being at, back at Dangerfields because I hadn't been there in so many years. And Rodney was the first big star that I ever wrote for. Huge. So I'm sitting in his private office, and his partner, Tony, still owns the club. Yeah. And I was writing for Rodney in 1980, man. That's how far back. Do you guys see what I'm saying? Do you see the He walked in, and he goes, Jeffrey, I remember you sitting here with Rodney writing jokes together. And I'm like, it was so cool that he said that because it's messed up when you have to reminisce for somebody else. Like if you're saying to somebody, hey, remember when I used to sit here with Rodney? But it was very different for him to say to me, it was very validating that he remembered that. It was very cool. And yeah. it made me feel great. And the place looks the same, man. They have been in a nice condition, but I it have, looks the same. I understand they haven't changed a thing. Rodney's dressing room is the same as it was when we hung out there. Chris, the energy. First of all, you know we had a great time at the Taj. Yeah. You yeah. couldn't touch the energy in no, this place yeah, last night. Yeah. You, you felt it. It's like it's not. It's it was. It was just like it felt legendary. I got that interesting. It was just that the audience was so hot. They were just oh, they were right warm, on the baby. money. Everybody they that I warm. saw did really well. I, I got a good Jeff story. I was uh, I was at Broadway, and uh, I was out in the hall, and I'm talking to this other comedian. I don't know who he was now. Yeah. And. Uh, 
Jeff walks in, and this guy was like, oh, you would thought like Jesus walked in, right? <laughs> Remember? And then the guy's like, oh my God, Jeff, can I take a picture with you and everything? Nice. So he takes a picture. And then, and then Jeff walks over. He's like, hey, Chris. I was like, hey, how you doing? The guy was like, you know Jeff? I was like, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know a little he bit. Gave me, like some street cred. Yeah. It was, a, it was my parents. He forgot to mention. That's who that was. No, it was parents a great, were very excited it, that it, I showed up. It was a great time. If you guys get a chance to go down to Dangerfields, I definitely yeah. suggest it. Uh, it was an awesome time, awesome energy, great show. And shout out to Heron Entertainment for putting together Ron Heron. Uh, you know, he's a new up-and-coming manager, and he's putting on some good shows. He's doing some, some good, good stuff, he's and really we're going to be is. doing another one next Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to be hosting Ooh, that. Uh, you are a great excited. host. i got to say this. Not because I'm sitting yeah. here with you. Thank there's you. There's very few people that can host. Thank you. I mean, a lot of people get up and host, but but you really do it well, man. I Because it's an that. art form. La last week. just telling jokes. It's... And you can't even see the audience sometimes, but you manage to do Try to pick them out, yeah. Crowd work is so important when you do when you host, and you keep things going, and you're just really good. So Let, I want to give you props on that. I appreciate important. that. Last week at the Taj, he found out he was hosting, like, right before the yeah, show. For real, you hosted at the Taj? Yeah, yeah. I did, man. He, I guess the host dropped out last minute, and he put me up. And that was a little nerve-wracking. The crowd was tight, too. Good South tight. Jersey, you know. The first two comics. Ugh. Was like, oh. But we opened them up, and I'm telling you, by the end of that show, man, that motherfucker was rocking, baby. Isn't that great when you can do that? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Let's get to our, our next guest, who I'm a fucking huge fan of, man. You, do you, I don't know if you guys know this guy. We don't get many black people in the studio, too, so I'm going to point it out the obvious, and I don't give a fuck. You talking about Kevin? No, I'm not talking about <laughs> Kevin. I'm talking about my main man, Lawrence Deloach. What's up, LD? JC, Woo! what's up, man? Yeah. Up? Lawrence runs the Memory Bank Shots podcast on iTunes. Comes out bi-weekly. Is that right, yeah, sir? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a basketball podcast. It's, uh, it's what I know. I know a lot of useless basketball facts and stuff like that. We get a couple guests on. We talk about old teams, old events. Uh, so we talk about like Spreewell when he choked out PJ Carlissimo and the best. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? Uh, Spreewell. Yeah, is he? He, I mean, he got traded to New York. Then he went to Minnesota. Then he said he couldn't feed his family. He needed like thirty. He wanted more than thirty million dollars, and the NBA was like, "Nah, you're getting too much money. Get out." My, who my, who my, bro my brother pulled him over. My brother was a cop. Oh and, man! Uh, you know he didn't know who he was. He's not into basketball. So Spreewell's like, oh, I'm, you know, Spreewell. I play for the Knicks. Uh -huh. So my brother let him off. You know, he was like, all right, you know, cool. You know, and he was like, oh, I'm gonna give me a no. I'm gonna send you tickets. He just wanted to get out of there alive, yeah. Chris. He was more so thinking about his life, mm -hmm. what was happening. Uh, LD, man, we appreciate you coming all the way up, dude. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was cool. I mean, I, I don't know what area this is exactly, but... <laughs> we get that a lot. I mean, it definitely has a, a 1980s U.S. feel about it. It's a strip mall, and then there's just, like, this stuff out here, you know? Funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. We're out in we're out in the middle of nowhere right now, but the studio is very professional. These guys have done so right by us. Man. Oh, yeah. oh, the studio. The studio is cool, amazing. The studio is cool. amazing. The guys are, are, are fantastic too. Yeah, you know, no, it's, it's a beautiful it's like a, it's studio. It's like a Manhattan studio. Yeah, yeah. no, it definitely, definitely is. It's just outside. You're like, all right, cool. I'm just gonna like take my time and make sure I don't get robbed and nothing like that. I'm well, good. Well, no, wait, no, LD, now come on, hold on. <laughs> Gypsy, can you believe this nigga right here? These niggas over here. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, no. LD, where are you from? Where are you from? Tell everybody where you're from. Who, me? I'm Brooklyn. You're from Brooklyn. <laughs> He's from Brooklyn. This I'm is messing with you. I can't Yo. mess with you all over. They don't I have can't. Mexicans in, in Brooklyn? 
Uh, the, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. kind of, <laughs> kind of, yeah. And you from Bed Stuy? I, I mean, I I grew up in uh, uh Crown Heights, Prospect. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm messing with you guys. <laughs> He's it's, like, yo, I'm really from the hood. Worst place yeah. I've ever been. No, it's not. The, no, trust me, I've lived in a lot worse places. And, and you're worried school. about getting mugged in, in uh, Port ah, the dangerous <laughs> suburbs, the dangerous Port, suburbs of Port, Port Chester, Chester. Right? Yeah. Port Chester, New York. Man. Lawrence is very funny, and uh, this is why we brought you up because we, you know, I trust in uh, in your ability to judge good comedy. Of course. And uh, we're going to go to commercial, and we're going to come back with Kevin Goatee, who's going to do five minutes, and we're going to go ahead and give him honest feedback. And, uh, and then we're going to go into the rest of the show. So why don't we go ahead and take a commercial. We'll do that, and then we'll get into some of our, our different topics. All right? This is Three Drink Minimum. We're out for now. Addicted to Ink, a proud sponsor of the Zadalza Entertainment Network, is Westchester's premier tattoo, piercing, and apparel destination. Offering only the finest tattoo and piercing services, as well as the best atmosphere you will find. Addicted to Ink is located conveniently at 38 Westchester Avenue in White Plains, New York, right across the street from the Westchester Mall. If you got the itch for more ink, like the Zadalza boys do, get your work done right. Visit www.addictedtoinktattoos.com for more information. Bulletproof has always been about identifying and taking advantage of every single thing that makes people perform better. When you drink it, you just don't care about food. No cravings, no hunger for four to six hours, and you feel a kind of mental clarity that you probably haven't felt in years. Have you heard of uh, Bulletproof coffee? If I tried it today, I feel pretty good. If you're a fan of hookah and shisha, go to hookahshisha.com. We love hookahs and hookah products. We have great customer service, extremely fast shipping and packaging, a great selection with most asked for and most exclusive brands and products. Lowest price is guaranteed and will price match any lower advertised price. Hookahshisha.com is the first online retailer of hookahs and hookah products and strives to remain the best. Hookahshisha.com has the world's largest selection with 100% satisfaction guaranteed and a 30-day no-hassle return policy. Order ships within 24 hours or less with a focus on proper packaging to keep your hookah shisha products intact upon delivery. Use discount code ZEN, that's Z-E-N, for 15% off your next purchase. Hookahshisha.com, your only stop for hookah and shisha products online. You're watching the Zadalza Entertainment Network on ZenLive.tv. Okay, baby, we are back. Three drink minimum here live Monday night. I'm your host, JC. And we've got the founder of Comics, watching comics here today in studio. Uh, we are going to go ahead and watch him perform. Everybody, put your hands together for the very funny Kevin Goatee. He's in the building. He is in the building. All right. Yeah. What's up, fuckers? Yes. Uh, you know that saying... Something always happens for a reason. I guarantee the person who came up with that saying never had a diarrhea attack in the middle of a massage. That is for sure. I guarantee you that. Uh, and let's call massage what it really is, where you pay over $100 
to lay down for 90 minutes and be rubbed down by someone while holding a fart in the entire time. That's what it fucking is. All right. All right. Uh, election time's coming up. Who's voting for Hillary? Mm. Who's voting for Trump? Yeah. Who's voting? We press the reset button and get three new candidates because y'all fucking suck. <laughs> they are fucking terrible. Let's look at it from like a superficial standpoint for just a minute, all right? First off, you got Bernie Sanders, right? You got Bernie Sanders who recently won Indiana. But he has lost the hot wife competition. Have you seen Bernie Sanders' wife? Jesus Christ. She looks like Rodney Dangefield in a fucking wig, all right? Can can you? I can't have her on my TV for four years straight talking like reading his fundamental shit, all right? She is gross. No, thank you. She looks like about four years after he gets elected, she's going to look like that Nazi from the end of uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, all right? That's not going to be a good click. Who else is on the list? Hillary Clinton, of course. Hillary Clinton... That fake laugh that drives me nuts. She looks like she watched that videotape from The Ring and has not fucking, you know, gotten better yet. That fake laugh. No, can't have her either. (laughs) Which leaves Trump, all right? Trump's got a hot wife. He's got a hot daughter. But his second son, Eric, doesn't he look a lot like a Zika virus baby who has surpassed all life expectations? He is one ugly motherfucker, I tell you. But I tell you what, if I had to vote, this is the first election I'm not going to vote. But if I had to vote, it would be for Trump and only for one reason. And that is to see all these loudmouth celebrities actually have to go through with their promise and move to Canada if he's elected, right? Like the first person who said they're going to move out of the country, Samuel L. Jackson, he's not leaving the country, right? I'm moving, motherfucker. No, you're not. You're staying right here in America. Why? Because they are paying $25 million of film for you just to say the N-word for two hours. That's why you're not leaving this country, all right? Second person, right? Second person who's going to leave too is... Um, is Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus said she's going to leave. Fuck out of here, Miley Cyrus. Leave. Take your white trash father, hold his hand, and skip across the fucking border to Mexico, all right? No one wants to say, I don't trust Miley Cyrus. I hate her pop music, and correct me if I'm wrong, does she not look like when Bugs Bunny would dress up as a woman bunny? <laughs> not my thing. Not my thing. What are we pointing at here? All right. Last but not least is, of course... What's a fucking show? Oh, um, Lena Dunham from Girls said she would leave as well. All right, Lena Dunham. <laughs> Please, get your fat, naked, pasty, white ass out of this fucking country, all right? Because I'm tired of Lena Dunham dancing around naked on my show, on my TV, all right? Uh, every time Lena Dunham gets naked on TV, poor John Goodman loses a job, all right? No, thank you. A little bit about me. I'm a first-time uh, 39-year-old father, which makes me a great-great-grandfather in the African-American community. All right. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. There you go. See? Applause. Ah. from the white guy. <laughs> My wife had a baby almost a year ago. It's fun being a dad. It's very weird. Uh, I was in the delivery room when my wife when my baby was born. Uh, face the fucking wall. Do not look down, guys. Do not look down at that situation because you will never, ever be the same again. And I held out. Chris is not his head yet. He's, he was there too. I held out. What I was doing was just facing the wall, looking at my phone, checking the Yankee scores. She's like, what are you doing? No, no, no. Keep breathing. Keep breathing. Like, we will rock you. <laughs> Seven, two, share just hit a homer. No, no, no. Keep going. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, and then I look down when the nurse goes, Mr. Goatee, would you like to cut the cord to your baby? And go, what? Oh, fuck. Fuck. Just to give you an idea of what it looked like, it looked exactly like Jason Pierre-Paul's hand on July 4th, all right? That shit was nasty, all right? Her vagina was really gross. All right. Foul. Uh, we, we, I, it took a while to name my daughter because I wanted to give her a name that was going to get her bullied. We named her Reagan. We didn't give her a name to get her bullied. And that's how you stop bullying kids. Don't give your kids fucked up first names, all right? I'm on Facebook. We're all comics, too. They're research for jokes, right? And three names that popped at me. Ready? Number one, Jedi. 
Some douche nozzles name their fucking kids Jedi. All right? Like, what's going to happen in six years? Little Jedi's going to grow up, go to the playground at school. Some bully's going to give him a massive wedging and go, hey, Jedi, why don't you use the force now to get the under out of your ass crack? Second name, ready? Uh, what, oh, God, what was the second name? Michelangelo, ready? Michelangelo, okay, a fan of the Ninja Turtles, mom and dad, I get it. Or fans of a statue with a really tiny dick, either or, both unacceptable name. Last but not least, saw a guy, ready? He's a comedian. His name, Bread. B-R-E-A-D, Bread. Bread, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, he does. Right, exactly. His parents must have been like, fucking 35 bucks for a book of baby names? Fuck you! Uh, here's a grocery list. Uh, bread! Perfect! Done! Can you imagine if you grew up in Bread's neighborhood, right? You were outside, see his mom stick his head out the front door and go, Bread! Bread! Get your sister spaghetti sauce and your brother laundry detergent and bring him in for dinner! And then go out back and get your gay cousin Pumpernickel. He's playing with his fucking Barbies getting behind the shed, that little homo. All right. And I got All right, time. guys. I got Kevin Goatee, give it up for him. Woo! Matt, thank you for coming in. We had Matt come in and, uh, and be an audience member. I could, Matt, we could ask you some questions. I know you don't, you're shy. You don't want to, you don't want to be put on the spot. How, how'd you, you, you're the only real audience member. How, what'd you, what'd you think? Oh, it's pretty funny. I'm a, I like a little more, I'm in, maybe a little nervous to do like some, uh, like real raunchy type shit. You like the dirtier shit? Yeah. You like that, I saw you laughing at the African-American joke. I mean, you thought like that, that shit was funny? It's funny, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know it's a like nigga sitting by you right, right now, man. Shit like that shouldn't From be best time. Okay. Like, I, I would laugh my eyes off whenever Dave Chappelle made fun of white people. I think it's funny. When black people make fun of white people, I think it's one of the most hilarious things ever. All right. I that's, just think it's fucking hilarious. That's real feedback. Matt, thanks a lot for coming, brother. Appreciate that. All right, guys. Let's get to the uh, let's get to the meat of this. Let's just go around and just and talk. LD, what you got? You're you're a, LD was stone for stone face. <laughs> he was stone face for a good. <laughs> nah, that's how that's how I am. I'm doing I'm doing the majority of my my thinking. I'm watching, and I you know I, like you said. Uh, I think the the joke about the I I thought it was funny shit. The the great great grandfather. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, you know, LD, I, be, be real, bro. Do be nice, no, dude. Dude, I mean, you know, be yourself. No, I mean, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I mean, I, I will say this. I, I think sometimes I, your ref, the references, I don't always get. Okay. And I think that's, uh, it's like when you do more of those jokes that are so simple about like, you know, like I'm a great great grandfather in the black community. I think that's hilarious as opposed to like, yo, she looks like, you know. Uh, I don't know what you said. Uh, Leon, Leon Dunham looks like, you know, something. John, John, you know, like some people may not know, you know, I know John Goodman, but I'm just saying some people may not. And also, I mean, you just look like, you know, obviously this is not a, you're not at a, at a club or you're not at a, a, a show show, but you definitely just rush through it a little bit. I, but I, I thought that diarrhea joke was diarrhea. <laughs> I didn't get it. It was long as fuck, and I didn't understand where the punchline was. Yo, also, do we get to talk about his outfit and shit? Or I mean, yeah, <laughs> let's fucking, let's, uh, yeah, let's, absolutely, for sure. I mean, you can get on the, you can go on the couch too, but uh, let, let, let them, let uh, Jeff and I'll, Lawrence, I'll, I'll, yeah, let Jeff and Lawrence get their shine, and then you can go on the, on the, I mean, on the you, know, you can go on the couch space. now, but in terms of the mic. Jeff, what you got, dude? Um, well, let me get into my yoga pose. <laughs> I thought I have to be doing fucking double dutch. Here we go. Uh, so I have a lot to say. Yeah, all right. Um, okay, first, of all, first of all, I have a question to start with. 
Why are you doing this? What made you want to be evaluated by people on the air? Uh, he asked <laughs> me to do this. It's been kind of funny to turn the tables on me. Because of the show, because right. it's comics watching right. comics and they evaluate comics. Right. Okay, I was just wondering why you would subject yourself to that. Let me <laughs> so let me preface my statement by repeating again that it's just my own opinion. Um, I would start with the fact that you you chose just about every topic that I hate. Oh um, God! No, well I'll tell you. You went from a diarrhea joke. I happen not to like bathroom material. <laughs> I think it's very immature, and every single comic that gets up has to include a fart joke or go into the bathroom in some way. And to open with that, I think, if I'm sitting with a girl in a club, the last thing I want to hear is about a guy going to the bathroom or diarrhea. Oh. I'm having dinner, and I bring a girl out for an evening. I don't want to hear that. I think it's childish. And I think there's so many more things that you can joke about because you're obviously funny and you have a great sense of humor. And if that's what you choose to open with, most people open with something strong. Why go to diarrhea and then write to fart? Like two in a row. And then, and, and then politics, right? Politics, so politics, politics is going to change, right? I mean, it's very topical. So if that's what you choose to do, fine. But those jokes won't sustain. Like next year, they're not going to be, you know, like... He can I just, happen to he, like green, like evergreen material that you can use anytime. But some people do very topical stuff. So that's not a slam. That's just, uh, you know, a comment that that's where you went with that. I like the Lena Dunham, John Goodman reference. When she's naked, John Goodman loses a job. I thought that was very that funny. Was funny. I like the 39. Uh, African-American got a big American laugh. Thing. That was cool. And um, I, probably because it was five minutes, you spoke too fast it, because yeah. you realized you only had five minutes to get it. So think about when the comics have one minute. <laughs> You're not even going to be able to understand them. Right. It's very hard to get anything out in five minutes. But if you do late night TV, that's all you get right. is five minutes. So I think you have to maybe choose less material if you're going to do five minutes and deliver it slower. Because when you talk fast, the audience gets nervous. You know, everything is about energy when you perform. People pick up on your energy. So when you come out with confidence, if you see a guy talking really fast, you don't think to yourself, wow, what a calm, confident man. If you look at speakers that you admire and you say, wow, this guy speaks really well, he's never speaking really fast. They're speaking in control. They're in control of their voice and there's a cadence. You know, comedy is music, man. Kev, what, how, how does this, not to cut Jeff off there, but Kev, no, that's how, all right, I'm going on like a three-act That's all right. How, yeah. Kevin, how does this feel, like, seriously now, I'm, I am curious, because this is your thing. How does this feel to get uh, feedback from the legend? Here, you, you pass well, the mic there. Yeah. No, it's fine. Again, I, I get it. I, I definitely, again, it's not a club. It's a, it's a studio setting. It's the energy. is like, it's, yeah, exactly. So that's why the energy was off. I did get rushed toward the end. I was like, shit, I started the bit. Probably should have started that bit because it's longer. And I rushed it because it's just to get it in the nick of time. So I totally agree with that. And, and the feedback, no, it's, the feedback's fine. That's, it's, it's spot on. It's constructive. And it's like, okay, you know, like the diarrhea joke with like the other jokes. So do it's fine. You, do you, you need it in a constructive? No, no, I, I get it. No, I, I, I took it. I, I, I just wanted to say one thing. Do you dress like that no. on stage? I don't wear shorts. But it's hot as hell. Oh, look, I shouldn't talk. I have this thing. I always, I fucking wear a jacket on the beach. Can we get his mic? Can we? Yeah. 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 I wear a jacket on the beach. I wear shorts. So, so, because so, so, I was saying, because it's yeah. distracting for a guy to come up and flip flops. Like I think also, you dress for your audience. Right. 
you know? Yeah. So to come up in shorts and a, and a t-shirt. Okay, cool. Then that's... LD was going to roast him on the clothes, too. I, 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 I seen him, <laughs> I saw I seen him fixing his face. I know, I just saw him looking down again like... Yeah, I was like, you got the sun... You could at least took the sunglasses off. That would have been... Like, I mean, I get the shorts and the flip-flops, but I mean, you could definitely remove the douchey accessories and shit like that, bro. Except for the guy who got his hat taken off at Carmen the other night. <laughs> that, What's fine. that about? That's fine. I went. To, I went to Karma, which I will never. Karma Lounge, yeah. yeah and uh, uh, no, no, no. It was uh, Kay Weinberg for her birthday, and it was Friday night. I got there at like nine o three, and the uh, the bouncer looks at me and says, "No hats." So I was like, "That's fine." I said, "I look. I just put it in my pocket." And he was like, "Nah, you can't put it in your pocket." He said, "You could put it in the bushes, like around, like outside." <laughs> yo, get the fuck out and, of here, yo. Right and I was like, that "Look, their that's their that's their that's their black guy rule or whatever." Oh my and, god, and I hate it, that place. It, 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 it so it angered me so much. I was like, "Look, man, I'm not gonna put my hat in the bushes." <laughs> I said, "I could put it in my pocket." He said, "Look, man, you wasting time. You you know you want to get in or not?" So I just kind of walked to the side. I put my hat in my pocket. And um, I went in, but it was just like you know, come wow. on, like, it's not that serious. That's weird. I, oh, the, the, the crazy thing was, I said, well, I said I'm actually performing on the show, so I'm gonna be in and out. And he's like, that's I don't care. Like you know, you're not getting in with this hat. So did he make you pull your pants up? I mean, Hilarious. Pants were pretty, they were pretty fitted anyway. My pants were fitted. It was a Friday night, so I knew I was gonna be out. So I was like, let me make sure I wear my most fitted jeans and stuff. And uh. But he just wasn't with it, you know? So it's, it's whatever. Right. And this is the hat, too. So it's kind of bendable. So you can just throw it in your pocket. You know, it's funny that uh, that even guys, I guess, can wear distracting shit on stage. I mean, Kevin came in here because of the studio. You would never wear this in a club type situation. No, never. Um, but listen, this is your fucking baby. This show, you brought Jeff on, which he's, we call him the legend here. Yep. You, you're very serious about this. From what I understand, you got some great opportunities with the show. But the controversy is... Who are you to shit on anybody else doing comedy? Like, that, who the fuck is Kevin Goatee? That's why I brought four, three other people on the panel who are more experienced and uh, have more success than I do, and, as and, well as Jeff. And it's funny that right. he's, he's, the, he's the only comic these days without a beard, and his name is Goatee. Hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious, right? Every comic has a beard these days. It's crazy. You, you, you brought in comics like uh, Mike Racine. I did. Who we, we, Mike is a fucking very funny. John Moses, I'm a huge fan of his. Mm -hmm. um, who else did you have? Leah Bonema, I believe. Leah Bonema, Jimmy Failure. Jimmy Failure. Brian great. John. Fox News. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Failure. People he was as a failure. Fail, yeah, yeah, foul. So yeah, Failure. I always fucked that up. Joke. I yeah. think that's a joke. You call it and uh, Cyrus McQueen to round out the uh, the six Love guys. Love Cyrus and girls. too. But and can I say something? Sure. It's so easy to make fun of anybody's act. It doesn't matter who it is. The the best comedian in the world, you could rip him apart. Not him. <laughs> <laughs> There we Dope go. glasses, though. But isn't that true? That it's easy to it is. anybody's act. It is. But listen, it. but Jeff, have you seen episode? Listen, first off, let me just be the first to say, okay, I love the fucking show. All right? I do. I Not wish you would have shown your clip of uh, getting judged. Wait a minute. Hold on. Not because I don't love this show. I love this show because it's entertainment. It's like dirty. It's like porn. 
It's like I'm watching something that I don't feel. I feel dirty and the shit. You know, you're watching people and you guys are sitting on these comics. Slow down. That ain't the case with everyone. Okay, so Kevin, while you're here, this is beautiful. Go ahead and set the record straight for people who don't know or maybe judge. Well, since you said, how many people did we shit on? Since you make it sound like that's the majority of things that we do. I think you only shit it on a couple, but because it was so strong, it was like this show is about shitting on people. Then you got the wrong connotation, my when friend. I did the show, okay, and I did my uh, I did my dirty shit because I was like, it was all comics in an audience, and I did my real fucked up shit, and uh, I don't know, I know I know Mike Racine didn't fuck with it, okay. He was not a fan. All right, and Brian Jean didn't say much. Cyrus fucked with it. Cyrus, I liked it. I liked it too. I was vocal. I said I like it. You know, but listen, at the end of the day, y'all could have shit it on me, and my skin is fucking thick, dude. You know, but some of these comics were were butthurt because they were uh, messaging me. About, I guess, feeling how they were portrayed. I, they I feel like they were portrayed in a way, you know, that was. I, I think in this, in the the society and the climate that we're in in comedy now, I think everyone is, you know, it's it's a positive atmosphere. So when you see something like this, like you know, comics watching comics, the first thing people think of is, oh, this guy has created something to disrespect or make fun of comics. And then, like you said, like people are like. Well, who is Kevin Goatee to come up with something like this? I love Kevin. Kevin is my boy. But I have to say this shit because that's the questions that people yeah. ask. And people talk to me about it. Like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, because it's like, it's like when you, if you don't have a TV credit or you're not like this, like, it, it's like a, a fine line of like, because the thing that Kevin like pounds to everyone is like, I'm trying to help comics get to another level. Right. So, but then it's like people are like, well, you know, what level is Kevin at to help me get to another level? And I think that's where a lot of the heat came from. In the beginning, I saw I saw the same shit you were talking about. Yeah, the post. The post Casey Aurora yeah. was like not a fan at all, at all. We said that we talked about. It. He thought it was like, oh, you're doing it just you know, you, you're making it sound like you're doing it for uh, just the, you're not you're not doing it for the greater good of man. You're doing it for yourself. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to create a show, motherfucker. I'm trying to get something going. You're trying to get on yourself but too. I'm helping out, but I'm helping out people in the process too. That's it's, it's a nice one-two combo right there. Let me lay back for a minute and ask a question here. Sure. What's the difference between this show and Last Comic Stand? No. Awesome question. Is where, it's where, it's where awesome people get question. Up and perform and they're judged by professionals. Mm-hmm. So and sometimes if they don't like what they did, they'll say they don't like it for whatever reason. Right. What, so what? Uh, how do you see this show as being different? Two differences. Well, we're working on the like a, a higher caliber panel each, each and every time. So I'm trying to get more up there, like A-list guys with the each and every panel. And if it gets picked up by a network, then that'll be the easy part. But the main difference is this: the home, the home audience gets to play along. But they're going to vote on Twitter at Comics Watching. They're going to select their favorite panelists that they like that they want to see come back to the following week's episode. So they're going to have a role playing, uh, voting in the panelists that they like the most, bringing them back to the following week's show. That's the difference. Uh, so it's like, it's, I, I call it last comic, comic standing. standing the audience didn't vote also? Well, no, because it's not picked up yet and it's not airing on TV. So they, I mean, some people were voting like, oh, I love Jimmy the most. Like Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon got the most votes. Everyone loved him. Leah got the no, second most. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying on a show like Last Comic Standing. No, there aren't, there's no voting the audience. The audience didn't no. vote at home. It wasn't I like didn't know the that. other shows where people could call in. That's American Idol. I thought Idol. they did, too. Like, well, that's what I thought. I thought I think it was like they American swi- Idol. I think no, they, they switched it up. Yeah. yeah. Because I remember when America's Got Talent, you voted Paul. No, they did. Vo- the audience did. In Last Comic Standing, I remember the audience voting yeah. early. Yeah. And then I think they switched up. Like, the comic strip used to have a lottery show. Yeah. And like one of the last ones that I remember, Patrice O'Neill was one of the judges. Yep. And Rich Voss came in. And right. a bunch of people. There was a, a rotating group of comics. And 
pretty like experienced comics would come in and do a set. Also, new comics. I can't believe that I have to lay down. <laughs> Sorry, you said, Jeff, are you saying that the idea is not original? I mean, it's totally that way. No, I'm trying to figure out what the difference is. It's not necessarily, I mean, you can't. They say there's nothing new in comedy. True. Right? It's very hard to come up with something that no one has ever done before. So I think it's a cool concept, but I, but I want to know what the difference is between other things. Right. Like the lottery show was like that. Comics would come up on the stage, and the audience, uh, Richie Taken would have the final say. There were judges. Right. They would judge, and then there would be an ultimate judge who could either overrule them, and the winner would get a chance to perform at the strip. Right. So some of the comments were pretty nasty, and some of the comics left feeling pretty shitty, you know? Uh, I remember one who was very well known who asked me not to write about it because he had been doing clubs all over, and Patrice really ripped him apart. So I don't know. Uh, I think if you subject yourself to that type of environment, you got to go with the punches. You know? I mean, he he just talked about it, and you brought it up, and I'll bring it back to this. Casey Ward. This is why he hated. He did that lottery show, and uh, either Patrice or Voss ripped him a new asshole, and he walked out pissed. Wow. So I'm like. This what this sounds like is transference to me. This is wow. you revisiting an old memory of you getting your asshole ripped. So, so you're saying Casey Casey got butt hurt because oh And we talked and we talked about this as podcast. This is nothing okay. like yeah, we I did. didn't hear that part. And answer again, answer your question. The difference is the reality show aspect of again, everyone's social media oriented these days. And instead of having the same three or four panelists like every other show is the audience is going to pick one panelist that they're going to bring back every week. Like, you know, it's going to change every week unless some guy goes on a, or girl goes on a crazy streak. So the point is you're going to see different panelists every week. So it's a different flavor of the week. That's a big difference. All right. Well, listen, guys, check out comics, watching com – oh, go ahead, Lawrence. What are you going to say? I'm sorry. Two things. Uh, one, uh, wearing sunglasses indoors is cool as shit. Uh, Hilarious. So that's one. <laughs> and then two, uh, when my episode comes out, if anyone's shitting on me, we're going to change the name to comics, killing comics. <laughs> I'm not gonna slander me because then I'll write a wild Facebook post. I just wanna throw that. <laughs> if y'all ain't gonna disrespect me because I'll write a yeah, po Facebook yeah, post. Y'all ain't gonna disrespect me on comics watching comics. Listen, I wanna get, I wanna ask Jeff and Lawrence two quick questions and then I gotta go to these guys because they have segments that uh, I want, we wanna hear your inputs on. Uh, can you speak to a, a, a time where you bombed so fucking bad where either people were talking shit about you afterwards or you just I'm, I'm talking about an actual time you bombed where people were shitting on you who I got I, I, I can I go first I'll, yeah I just want to hear Lawrence and Jeff alright I'll never forget this I had uh, I was doing comedy I was doing stand up for around three months right and I did a show uh, in in Harlem the night on a Monday night right so uh, the, one of the guys, he was like, yo, I got a room that you can go to in Brooklyn on Tuesday night. Just go through. I go there, right? I'm like, I'm from Brooklyn. They're going to love me, right? The host of the show says, hey, guys, these new comics are coming up. If, if you don't like them, don't boo them. <laughs> Pull out your keys and jingle your keys. <laughs> and, and I'll never forget this. This dude I went to high school with, right? He was there at night. He was like, yo, Lawrence, I heard you doing stand-up. You know, I can't wait to see you. And uh, my first joke uh, goes well, right? It's around, it's gotta be around 200 black people in this room, right? Nice. It felt like 200 black people, it was like a balcony, and then um, oh, God. I told my second, first joke went well, second joke, it bombed, right? It tanked. So I was like, I got stunned. So I, I told my next joke, and this lady, I'll never forget, she had to be like 50, she was like, uh-uh, baby, hell no, the uh, uh, not your night, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? So she started jingling a kid. <laughs> 
looking, I'm looking up at, in the balcony, right? This girl's like, hell no, tonight's my birthday. I'm here with my bitches. We trying to have a good time. She had a tiara on her head. She pulled out her keys. Oh, my God. Everyone oh my God. pulled out their keys, and then it was like the fight's done, right? Now, <laughs> oh, God. I'm about to cry, right? Because the next comics, it was like, I think, if I'm correct, I think uh, Joe Vesey, I think Vlad Kamano was there. Vlad they went after monster. me. It, no, no, it was Kenny Garcia. And, uh, and they both had great sets. And I'm just like, the dude just sitting in the corner like, damn, they ain't, they ain't. Like, Will, you know how Will Smith was like, why he don't love me? Yeah. He's like, why they don't love me? <laughs> why you don't I love felt. me, man? And, uh, man, I, I cried. I think I cried in my car. Then. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And I had to pick my stepdad up from work. And then I picked him up and I was like sad. He was like, yo, what's, what's up? And I was like, nah, long night. And uh, I ain't do comedy for like a week after that, man. It hurt. Been there, brother. Oh, man, it hurt. Been there. Jeff, Jeff, can you, and I know, you know, this is not b bad publicity. Everyone bombs. Jeff, can you, t is there a time you ever bombed that was so bad people were shitting on you after? I had an experience in Atlanta that was really weird. It was kind of similar to him because it was about 200 black people. I was the only white guy in the Oh, club. God. It wasn't <laughs> Uptown. Was it Uptown? No. Yeah, it was uptown, oh. and and and, and, it and I was doing great. I came out with like, you know, I know what you're thinking, just another black comic, and they and they loved the they whole thing until I got to the end, and I did my black girl's name joke. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you remember, but it's a, I don't even want to do it here, but I did this joke about black girls have such unique names, such interesting names, and a woman from the back yelled out, "Shoot him." <gasps> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> and, and so when I came off stage, a lot of people came over and they gave me props for coming to the club, first of all, because when I came in, they told me they thought I was a Hollywood agent because no white guy ever just walks into the club. Hilarious. And it was, and it was fun. I just walked in and I did my thing. And I, I, I swear to you, it was going great. I got a great response until that particular thing. And that woman got offended. And when she yelled out, shoot him, I was like, what the fuck is going to happen now? And then people came over and walked me to my car afterwards wow. to make sure that I'd be OK. Isn't that cool? That sounds like the Uptown Con. That, yeah, it was con crazy. That's one of the hardest rooms experience. in the United States, from what I understand. I heard Tony Woods talking about that. Yeah, uh, everybody said, uh, Shantae Wayne took me up, and she said to me, even, even a lot of black comics don't want to do that club. Oh. It's a hard club. Yeah. But I just felt like I needed to do it. Good. I'm not going to back out. I'm just going to go up, man. You know, so. Listen, we, have, we talk about this. We're having Dave Lester on the show next week, and Dave bombed on national TV. Uh, for who's got jokes, and we're gonna he's gonna come in and we're gonna analyze his set. So that's that's that was like an epic bomb. So you know that wasn't even worse than what Kevin just did in studio. So that's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got a couple of we I'll do it in post. We got a couple of uh, uh, topics that we want to get you guys' feedback on here. Uh, Tommy Grassi, go ahead and take it with Tommy news. You got a couple things you want to. Oh uh, yeah, about. real quick. So everyone uh, knows about the sad news of Muhammad Ali passing away. Yeah. Uh, Pierce Morgan came out. Uh, basically saying that Ali was, uh, he basically said that he was more racist than Donald Trump had ever been. Uh, and he got a shit ton of backlash. Muhammad Ali? Yeah. Saying that he had a, there was a ton of, so he said he said far more inflammatory and racist things than Trump ever has. So he got a whole bunch of shit about that. This is Piers that. Morgan, the CNN. He was uh, the British guy, right? Yes, he's, he's a British a newscaster. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, he got basically shit on by a whole bunch of people uh, kind of attacking him. But so I think because Donald Trump basically talked about, like, you know, he, like, gave out salutations that, like, you know, like, 
give it up for Ali, you know, like he was a great guy and stuff like that. And a lot of people were calling him a hypocrite because, you know, he was talking about banning Muslims from the entire country. So people are giving him shit, and that's what Pierce Morgan, yeah, and that's what Pierce Morgan basically was responding to. What do you you guys think? Yo, you're, Kevin, you're a real conservative. You're a right-wing conservative guy. You're not? I'm in the middle. See, that's the thing. In comedy, since I'm in the middle, I might as well be far right. True. Because you can't say... Because everyone's super left-leaning. Again, I'm so... I'm in the middle. I might as well be in the right. Yeah. So... You, but are you on line with peers on this or no? No, I'm not. No? <laughs> Muhammad, Muhammad did say some shit, but to say as much as Trump, no. What racist shit did Muhammad... Why wouldn't black people... He, he said a lot of shit about white people. That's doc, very well documented. But to say it's do, do you have one opposite. thing that Muhammad Ali it said wasn't about really, white people? See, I didn't even know about white people, but he said things about like black people and stuff like that. Like people calling like Uncle Tom Negroes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah about like his opponents and stuff. Oh, he, but, he called Muhammad Ali. Yeah, that's all. That's, yeah, but that he was called all Joe Frazier yeah. and Uncle Tom, and then yeah, okay. And then Joe Frazier was like, I, I never looked through nobody's window. You know, he thought he's calling. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of calling black people Uncle Tom's old. Yeah, really, it, that but. was that was part of his thing, though. You know. Yeah. To I don't think Muhammad Muhammad Ali. We're talking about the '60s, the fiery '60s, right. and he what, he was saying things that were defensive. You know, come on, dude. He spoke out you against can, the Vietnam War, which was okay. That awesome. was big. That yeah. was big, but that's not racist. Listen, no, no, no. You know, I'm saying you know like, that was really I'm awesome. I'm the racist motherfucker, you know. You're a redneck, right? And I still have no problem with Muhammad. Ali. I don't even. I, I don't. I don't get that one at all. No. Nah. All right, Lawrence, you got you. You're a fan of Muhammad Ali or no? Oh, of course, of course. I mean, things he, he's done, things he stood up for. I mean, the, the era that he came up in. You got to realize. I mean. Oh, again, the best dude. fighters in the world. Best, best fighters fighter. in the world. It was, you know, a lot of racial tension. I mean, you know, those those guys weren't just athletes. You know, they were. They're bigger. Yeah, they were, yeah. They were larger than life. So we don't have athletes any, like that. Any, any of those guys, stances. Any of those guys back then would be cleaning up the heavyweight division right now. Like yeah. even Norton, Ronnie Lyle, all those guys would be killing people yeah. right now. Jim Norton. Ken Norton. Ken Norton. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the name? Uh, Jeff, any, any words about Muhammad Ali? Are you on Piers' side with this? What do you think? Uh, there's two things that I don't discuss is religion and politics. And I carry that through everything because I find it very divisive. I, I consider myself an independent person and I make my choices based on the information that's available to me. Okay. Uh, Muhammad Ali, I would say, was a great individual. And I, I respect the fact that he gave up his title something that he didn't believe that in, that big. he wouldn't go to war, because mm-hmm. very few people would do that, no. to give up your title. I think he was able to fight in England after that, but for three years, he wasn't able to fight yep. in this country. Right. And I'm sure he didn't know what his options would be when he did that. So I respect anybody that stands up for principles like that, yeah. and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, Tommy, uh, next topic? Yeah, super quick. Uh, so that whole gorilla news was a huge thing. Yeah. About how they had to shoot the gorilla because the kid fell into the enclosure. Well, they came out today saying that the mother of the kid is not going to be prosecuted or charged with anything. So uh, Facebook blew up about The whole internet blew up about this, this gorilla. Um, yeah, and, and, and I'm on the side of basically, and she, by the way, she said that she doesn't plan on suing the zoo either. Good. So I think she's uh, she she's a piece of garbage. So I mean, that, that's my opinion. I think you know, if you're gonna have kids, you need to watch your kids. There was like witnesses that say the kid said, like, "Mom, I'm gonna go jump into the gorilla enclosure." Uh, this gorilla got more. But that's the thing. Some attention. people. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you about that. But did you read about the grandmother said they should? The kid's grandmother said they shouldn't have killed the gorilla. Yeah. It came out in the paper today. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys... All right, so listen, I don't want to fucking be overbid. I think that it, it, the gorilla should have been shot immediately. That's my personal opinion. I don't even know why we waited that long. 
Obviously, people disagree with that. What do you guys think? You think that uh, we should have really tried to save both of well, them? Well, I think it. Well, here's the thing, though. I think the zoo had no choice as soon as the kid fell in, because if you tranquilize the thing, it's going to get pissed off and it might kill the right. kid. Right. So you don't want to tranquilize. So you can't, so you can't do the thing. I put sole blame on the mother, because if you're going to be a parent and take your kid to the zoo, you need to watch your kid. So because of her, like because of her ignorance and negligence, yeah. that's that animal had to die for that. They and I think there's shot no reason too. for that. I think there's no reason for it. They it's a loss her. of life that makes no sense. Shitty situation. Uh, as a parent, though, you're like, hey, kid can disappear in the blink of an eye. And that's all everyone said. The kid, that's boom, what I said. took off like a shot. Shit happens. Should the girl have died? Listen, Jack Hanna, who's the, the expert in animal those, that was exactly the 100% the right call to make. Did it suck the girl is dead? Yes. Say, human life over animal life. Sorry. Yeah, come on. Sorry. I don't even understand. I mean, it's, it's, it's a goddamn shame. And silverbacks are known to have shitty tempers. It's not like they were in the you know, the chimpanzee cage where they're playful and shit. Like, the, that motherfucker will tear your piece. Ch- no, they all, you're right. Chimps are yeah, really right. dangerous. Chimps are yeah, exactly. incredibly dangerous. No. Yeah, the silverbacks don't fuck around, so it's... it's, it's Honestly, you know, though, I think she... I absolutely think she should be prosecuted. Absolutely. Absolutely. Disagree. Absolutely. I, 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 I disagree. I mean... It's it's a shit. To not pay any fines for nothing. Like, literally, it is her fault that her kid fell into the thing. It's literally her fault and solely her fault. There shouldn't have been openings where a kid could fall through. And that's another thing. That that you shouldn't have an enclosure around wild animals. That that anything could fall, that a person or a child could fall through. They should have a solid wall there that you can't fall through. So it goes back to both. I agree with you. The mother should be holding on to the kid. but But he shouldn't have been able to fall through. I mean, it, they never had an issue. What was it, like 38 years or something like that? Yeah, I, I mean, all it takes I, is one it, time. It, but it's, it's yeah. interesting that this is like, because this, this has happened before, from to my knowledge, right? Where kids... Yeah. For this, like, not in this place, but yeah, stuff like that has happened before, yeah. It's it's so... it's And what was the result most of the time? Did they kill the gorilla or... I'm they, assuming that they had to kill the animal. Had, yeah, because I know, I think there was a lion issue. What was I think it was like last year or something, right? Some like guy some recently kid, jumped into a lion. Yeah, he was naked. naked. Yeah, he and they had killed one of the lions. Two lions yeah. killed him. Yep. And they killed both of the lions. Yeah. Like the a mentally was obviously uh, insane. Yeah, the mentally like in. disabled. Oh, guy the guy was in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like in his underwear and like was screaming up. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. The tiger cage in the Bronx Zoo like last year was that so the guy jumped to the tiger cage and he, they pulled him out in time like that motherfucker deserves to face charges. That's just stupidity. Listen, but a kid... Uh, that's just insanity. Not with yeah. me. Are we bad, Kevin, for fu- having zoos in the first place or no? I, I don't even... Like, what is the zoo? It's, it's for we, us to take animals out of their natural habitat and what? And stare and at what? them. Yeah. Yeah. I stare at I, I started thinking about that too recently. About what? circuses. You know, that they they started banning elephants. They started banning the circus, animals. Yeah. I, like Circus Delay. Like, they don't have animals anymore. Like, at all. They don't have any circus animals because it's a big uh, I issue. I think they gave them a couple of years to get rid of the elephants and you know we just took it for granted I grew up thinking yeah you go to the circus but when I started thinking about it I'm thinking yeah, it's such a strange thing to do. You just it go is. there and stare there at animals. animals yeah. Well, they beat the shit out there. of them, too. Like, they treat them like crap. Like, the actual training of an elephant is terrible. It probably <clears> started <throat> in the 17 or 1800s when people would, explorers would bring back animals to make money and charge people to see them. Everything's always about money. I got a question yeah. for you guys. If, if a gorilla, if your child... Like fell into a gorilla cage. Would y'all go? I'm jumping in. Jumping I'm in. jumping in after my kid. You jumping in I'm after jumping your in kid, after right? You both Absolutely. going out, right? I'm jumping in after my kid. It's my kid. It's my responsibility. I'm jumping after my kid. 
I gotta really think hard about this one. I, I, you heard the video. She's like, yeah. "Mommy loves you. Mommy's right here." Yo, that, she, that bitch ain't jumping into the gorilla cage. It's, it's the reason happening. why I don't want children. I mean, I don't know. When I, yo, when I, when when I was I a kid, I done the same thing. I was and I used kid. to act bad. My mother said, "Yo, I will drop you off with gorillas." Like that's how that's like, it funny. was. Like she was like, "I will drop you off with lions." Like I don't that's care. That's racist. Like, <laughs> like, shit. Like, and, my, and I turned out to be a good kid, so it's like I, you know, put the I fear get of gorillas. She into put you. the fear of the, the lions <laughs> in my heart, man. Elder, so. you are a good kid. We're, we're we're gonna we're gonna close down here. You uh you you've been in comedy for how long now? Uh, five official years. Yeah, five official years, man. How's that going for you? What what you know? Like- I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, I'm I'm getting better every day. You know, I'm not gonna come on and sound mad arrogant and shit, but you know, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm, I'm a my- fan of yours, dude. I've tried to put you on in little shit, little spots, and and I don't think people know you like they should. Cause the one time I tried to put you on was a fucking disaster. I mean, yeah, it was it was a total disaster. But you know, the, the guy basically he told me, yo, come come to my open mic. I want to see you, and 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 it was. <laughs> I Come mean, to my open but, mic. But it was like the dude, we did a show together. <laughs> the dude was horrible, man. I went up and I had a respectable, I'm not going to, like, you know, it's a respectable set. And he still was like, hey, man, I, I just, I, I just want to see a little bit more out of you. And I was like, dude. Uh, we're talking about Tuval Moore, folks. I mean. <laughs> he, he, I'll fucking say his name. I don't give a fuck. I'm, he runs a show at the Grizzly Pair. That nigga's garbage. Anyway. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> anyway. Uh. <laughs> but things things are picking up. I mean, I'm I'm you know like I'm I'm getting <laughs> things are getting better. I mean, people are booking me. I'm pretty not for I'm, him. But what upcoming projects do you have? Before I get to Jeff, I want to plug his book, which is important. Uh, what, what upcoming stuff do you have going on? You know, as though I'm 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 really excited. I'm I'm gonna do uh, what is it? Uh, Frantic at the stand. Nice. Uh, June twentieth. Uh, I just did. I just did roast battle last month at the stand, which was well received. Uh, Jeff Ross loved it. Uh, Patrick, you know, he loved it. So you know, things. I mean, I'm doing a lot more stuff, and uh, just continue to grow. Congratulations, man. That's a great spot. That's awesome. Thank you, Jeff. You have an incredible book that I don't know if you've announced. It's not. Is it published yet? It's not out yet. It'll be out in a few weeks. This is the uh, what do you call it? Let's put that up to the camera, please, so people can see that. It's called. I got two books coming out actually. Uh, This one is coming out in a few weeks. It's called Man Robs Bank with His Chin, and it's and other unusual stories missed by mainstream media. And the forward is by Scott Dickers, the guy who created The Onion. Nice. I I used to write for the Weekly World News, and I was a writer-reporter, and I had my own column called Gurian's World of the Bazaar. Awesome. So it's all unusual stories. Like, uh, you know, and I got some really cool quotes from Richard Lewis and Nick Kroll and Colin Jost. Saturday Night Live. Nice. Where where can people pick it up? Well, it's going to be available online at, um, what is the publisher's name? Uh, MicropublishingMedia.com. Okay. Micro, but it's it's it won't be out for a few weeks yet. My other book is coming out on July 5th. The book that I did with Chris Rock on the comic strip. Chris wrote the introduction to it. Right. Uh, they did an updated version of it, and it's called Laughing Legends: How the Comic Strip Changed the Face of History. Nice. And it's, and Richie Teakin, I believe, is involved Richie in that. Richie was on it with me. We did the book together. That it took Richie four is the years. O- owner of the comic strip. Of the comic strip. He's the guy know. who discovered Eddie Murphy and Chris yep. Rock. Yep. And it's interviews with Seinfeld, Ray Romano, Colin Quinn, Susie Essman, Lisa Lampanelli, Jim Gaffigan, everybody that came out of the strip. You know, awesome. It's one of the few clubs that's still open. It opened in '76 and still going strong. Love the So show. it's Man Robs Bank with His Chin and Laughing Legends. 
It'll be coming out July 5th. Very cool. cool. And Jeff, you're doing big things. Once again, you're at uh, uh, Gotham for Access. Or, Access I'm sorry, Gotham TV's Comedy Gotham Live. Gotham Comedy Live this Thursday with John Lovitz, 10 p.m. So wherever you are, just check out your listing for Access TV. You can get it on Dish TV, Direct TV. It's uh, Fios has it like a... It, it, a, a I think 30 million people get to see it, so it's all over the place. It's good shit, brother. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank Kevin you. Kevin Goatee, yes, where can we find you? What you got upcoming? What's going on? You, know, you can find me tomorrow. Great adventure with you, as a matter of fact. Yeah, uh, tomorrow. <laughs> but if you listen to Sirius Satellite Radio, uh, Raw Dog Comedy Channel 99, you'll hear me at 3 o'clock on the Check Spot show with Emma Willman. Did an interview with her a little bit ago. It'll be airing tomorrow at 3 o'clock on Raw Dog 99. I'll be at the stand next Wednesday at 8 for what show? Right. Oh, oh how, did I, how did I forget? This Wednesday, 6th, 8th, uh, June 8th, is the live Comics Watching Comics show. New York Comedy yes, Club, Yes, sir. Baby. New York Comic Club. 7 o'clock, we're having the some of the panelists perform. Some of the comics perform who did well, and some of the comics who didn't do so well are going to get a shot at redemption. Sweet. And okay. Then, uh, comicswatchingcomics.com, kids, and on YouTube. Thanks. Good shit. Boys, where can we find you? Chris, I'm so sorry we didn't get to your segment. We'll have to do it next week. Yeah, uh, nowhere. Chris, come on. We can find you somewhere. When's the next time? When's your next big show? You got anything booked? Somewhere in the Heights. Somewhere in the Heights? Oh, with his baby's mom, his future baby's mother? I'm playing the Dominican Republic. Yeah, you are. <laughs> See, I really want to say jokes, but we're not. I'm not going to fucking joke about it. All right, Tommy, That's go funny. ahead. What do you Great. got? What do you got? Uh, Friday, I'm at Memphis Maze uh, up in Croton. Saturday, I got a private show. Uh, same next week. So, TomGrossyComedy.com. Beautiful. And you got uh, also, are we still doing Game of Toms? Oh, absolutely. Still going very, very strong. Game of Toms is a very YouTube successful every Sunday. Yes, sir. Podcast that you do. On YouTube. To, okay. All right, guys. And once again, my name is JC. You can find me at JC Knows Best on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, got a huge show, Race and Sex, with Tracy Carnazzo at the Standing Room next Tuesday night. And this Sunday, I'll be hosting at Dangerfield as part of Heron Entertainment's uh, weekly Sunday night show there. This has been an awesome Comics Watching Comics episode of Three Drink Minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We appreciate you checking us out. We are here every Monday night, uh, lives in live.tv, 8 o'clock. We are out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.